You are listening to Larry Connors, USA. You want answers? I think I'm entitled. You want answers? I want the truth! You can't handle the truth! This is Larry Connors, USA. Larry Connors, USA. Please raise your right hand and repeat after me. I, Katanji Brown Jackson, do solemnly swear. I, Katanji Brown Jackson, do solemnly swear. That I will support and defend the Constitution of the United States against all enemies, foreign and domestic. That I will support and defend the Constitution of the United States against all enemies, foreign and domestic. That I will bear true faith and allegiance to the same. That I will bear true faith and allegiance to the same. That I take this obligation freely, without any mental reservation or purpose of evasion. That I take this obligation freely, without any mental reservation or purpose of evasion. And that I will well and faithfully discharge the duties of the office on which I am about to enter. And that I will well and faithfully discharge the duties of the office on which I am about to enter. So help me God. So help me God. June the 30th, 2022. That was Kentonji Brown Jackson, now a member of the U.S. Supreme Court. She is now the first black woman to sit on the bench. I regret to tell you we are not live streaming today at Larry Connors USA on Rumble.com. We're having difficulty still with Rumble, so we will not be live streaming. So that was the Supreme Court Justice Roberts administering the constitutional oath. He was followed by retiring Justice Breyer, who administered the judicial oath. You will hear that in the second hour. Now, if I were going to be like the abortionists claiming that Justices Gorsuch, Kavanaugh, and Barrett lied in confirmation hearings and should be impeached, I could also say, I could say, I could say that Justice Jackson just lied in taking the oath to protect and defend the Constitution of the United States. That's a lie if I want to say so, if I want to take the vein and the approach of the abortionists that are claiming that Kavanaugh, Gorsuch, and Barrett lied in their confirmation hearings. I could also say the same when she said, I take this obligation without any purpose of evasion. Lie, I could say, but I'm not. I'm not. That old adage, time will tell comes to the surface, but her past, her past is certainly an outlier and a formula for what you might see coming, to begin with her inability to define a woman, and all of her past shows she is hell-bent on a liberal agenda, not defending the Constitution, but rewriting it, not interpreting rewriting it. So is she lying under oath? You want to be the judge? Are we just going to let time prove us right, even if we keep our mouths silent? She was sworn in after the final two big rulings from the court were released, Biden v. Texas and Missouri. That is a remain in Mexico policy. 
It was a win for Biden and the libs who want open borders. It is going to create more chaos and crisis. See, previously, under the Trump order, if you were coming to this country with a claim of asylum, which is a legitimate reason to come in, but you have to make that claim, and it has to be proven, Trump was saying, you will stay in Mexico while we litigate. This means everybody over there now can get out of those camps and come right across the border. We're going to be joined by Laura Reese, homeland and immigration expert with Heritage, on what that ruling is going to mean. There's also the West Virginia versus EPA. That's a loss for Biden. As the court ruled, agencies cannot make such sweeping laws. Only Congress. Now, that's a breath of fresh air. We're also going to be joined by Terry Schilling, president of the American Principal Project. This last week, Tuesday, 89 Democrats voted to approve a transgender bill of rights. The very title should tell you, transgender bill of rights means that you are going to lose some of your rights. And we also have President Biden saying he's ready to step around the court regarding Roe v. Wade and just codify it. When the other day said, I don't know what I can do. Well, he's getting so much pressure, he's bending. And he makes the announcement in Europe. And in Europe, on foreign soil, he criticizes our court. Lock and load. Ready. On the right. You are listening to Larry Connors, USA. I personally know at least three people who got sick from mold. It's not uncommon for homes, businesses to have a leak somewhere, and it doesn't take long for mold to start growing. Well, of course, I recommend Wellington Environmental. You don't want a company that's just going to clean up the water. Wellington has 34 years of experience. In fact, hospitals often have Wellington inspect and treat mold. Do what they do. Call 314-644-4930. 644-4930. Call Wellington for a mold inspection, air testing, professional remediation. 314-644-4930. 644-4930. AAA rated with the Better Business Bureau. Wellington Environmental. Your world. Cleaner. Better. Safer. Be well with Wellington. I want to thank my friends at John Bill Roofing for sponsoring this segment of Larry Connors USA. John Bill Roofing, covering homes, businesses throughout the Midwest with the best quality, lowest price. John Bill Roofing. Call 1-800-NEW-ROOF. 1-800-NEW-ROOF. USA. 
Now, following the court's sweeping ruling on abortion, overturning Roe v. Wade, and after striking down New York State's gun control law about carrying concealed weapons, the court now handing down consequential decisions on both immigration and climate change impacting the entire country. On immigration, there's a key question that we're looking at here. Did President Biden unlawfully terminate the Trump administration's so-called remain in Mexico policy. Now, the answer to that question turned out to be no, meaning the Biden administration can go ahead and move forward in ending that policy. But of course, it's sure to have a profound impact on immigration. Now, the second question here, climate change, a significant decision on how the EPA is allowed to enforce restrictions to protect the environment. And the question we're looking at, can the EPA issue rules capable of reshaping the nation's electricity grids, driving power companies away from fossil fuels? The answer there, technically no, although it's not a complete elimination of its power. It's just reducing what the EPA can actually do when it comes to things like climate change. Well, that is part of an ABC report on the two latest court rulings, which were issued today on the final day of the session of the court. And, of course, right after that, then we had uh, Justice Kentonji Jackson Brown sworn in, or Brown Jackson, I'm sorry, sworn in as a Supreme Court justice. Uh, Those two rulings, as you heard, will have different effects upon our nation. And when it comes to the EPA, that's also another concern beyond our nation. Well, let's begin with the Remain in Mexico decision, and here's ABC reporter Terry Moran, their legal analyst, explaining exactly what was decided. The Remain in Mexico policy that President, former President Trump had established, that President Biden had tried to remove, uh, the court finds that the president does have the authority to end the Remain in Mexico policy if he chooses. The states of Texas and Missouri had sued the government trying to make sure that that policy remained in effect. But the court says uh, that the law gives the president discretion to do that and that the Constitution reserves foreign policy questions like will we have negotiations with the nation of Mexico about uh, all the migrants who have to remain there. That is the province of the president. So that's a big win for President Biden. It is a big win for President Biden. It is a disaster for the U.S. southern border or what's left of it. We've already had hundreds gathering, thousands crossing, hundreds of thousands, at least tens of thousands will be gathering and coming forward now because they won't have to stay in Mexico while their asylum claims are being discussed and litigated. You do understand, you do understand that if they got out of the Central American countries, the Triangle, Honduras, Nicaragua, El Salvador, where they were under threat and said that it was too dangerous to live there. Once they leave that country and they got to Mexico, they were free of that country. They could have made a claim of asylum to stay in Mexico. And some did. But most were really using it as an excuse to come all the way into the U.S. of A. And they have been trained. You simply say, I'm requesting asylum. And they got to let me in. Our immigration laws provide for that, and rightly so. That's why we have had Afghanistans who helped us in that war to escape the Taliban to bring them into the U.S. Unfortunately, I don't think we did proper vetting of them, and we probably had many come in that might even be members of the Taliban. But obviously, that was a true case 
of asylum to escape persecution, possible death. The same with those coming out of Ukraine, knowing that they would face death or persecution at least by the Russians. So we're making provisions for those. Those are all legitimate. Coming out of Cuba would be legitimate, trying to escape communist Cuba. But for many of these, they are simply trained in how to get into the U.S. You claim asylum, they've got to let you in. Trump said, we will do that after we litigate your claim if it's valid. In other words, you didn't just make it up. And, of course, they also began to quickly learn, if you come across as a, quote, family unit, you're more likely to get in. If you're just a single male coming across, you just probably won't make it. But if you come across as a family, even if you have bought the children around you from some family or kidnapped them, and you claim they're your children, or you just send children ahead and have them with a phone number in their pocket so they can call somebody who's supposedly a relative in the U.S. of A. And Border Patrol and ICE are told, yes, that was my granddaughter. I was expecting her. Please send her to me. When we don't know if it's really a relative or if she's being sent to a child pedophile gang. There is no way to know because we're not bothering to vet. And I, I mean, we don't have the time to vet. And now with this Remain in Mexico policy out the window. You thought it was bad. You thought it was bad and along the border. And remember now every state is a border state because the Biden administration has been under cover of darkness usually flying illegals to different locations around the U.S. and just dropping them off. That was faster than busing them out, which they were doing for a while. And now they're going to do it all over again. They're going to continue. You know, the other day, a Latino congresswoman was elected. The first Latino who he elected as a Republican congresswoman, Mara Flores, lives along the border. She knows firsthand what the situation is down there. She knows how bad it is. And she knows that Latinos in the U.S., they're not really sold on illegal immigration. So, this is just going to counter their concerns as well. Because often many illegals will settle into the population where they speak their language, their culture. Now, if you're coming to assimilate and actually become part of the U.S. of A and bring your culture and your language and so forth, that's that's what we're built up. We are the melting pot. But if you're coming in to create chaos and crime and bring in drugs and serve as a conduit for future drugs or child smuggling, it's going to land right in the center of these minority communities. And they know it. Their concern about crime goes up immensely. They might not have anything that much to steal, but they may have children. They can be kidnapped or raped 
are killed are women or husbands and brothers and sons. They recognize the realities. The Biden re- administration has a total, total disconnect from reality. They wouldn't even try to spell it because it starts with an R, and they're afraid that might end up saying Republican. Joe Biden today was speaking on a trip in Europe, and he was basically vilifying, vilifying our nation. In fact, in Spain, scolded the Supreme Court by overturning Roe v. Wade for their, quote, outrageous behavior. And he described the Supreme Court as destabilizing to the global order. We've been a leader in the world in terms of personal rights and privacy rights. It's a mistake, in my view, for the Supreme Court to do what it did. That was just based upon his concern about the Roe v. Wade. And then he said, this thing about the filibuster and that I can't really do anything. You know, the other day he was saying, I can't, you know, there's not, not anything I can do. I mean, you know, it's, I, I can't do anything. Well, immediately he got heat. From the left. What do you mean you can't do anything? You're the President of the United States. Make it back the way it was. Wave your wand or your ice cream cone. Whatever gets the results. So today, he dared to open the door that I will support overturning the filibuster or I will support a way to codify Roe v. Wade into law. I'm going to meet with governors. Obviously, complicit, willing, and agreeable governors this coming Friday. And then he told his audience on foreign soil of his plans. The first and foremost thing we should do is make it clear how outrageous this decision was and how much it impacts not just on woman's right to choose, which is a critical, critical piece, but on privacy generally, on privacy generally. And so uh, I'm going to be talking to, uh, to the governors as to what actions they think I should be taking as well. And, uh, but the most important thing to be clear about is we have to change. I believe we have to codify Roe v. Wade in the law. And the way to do that is to make sure the Congress votes to do that. And if the filibuster gets in the way, it's like voting rights. It should be we provide an exception for this, the except the require an exception to the filibuster for this action. In other words, he got pushed and called up by the progressive left and pro-abortionist said, you got to show more steel in your spine. you got to change your opinion. He's not showing any steel in his spine. He's showing again how weak and controlled he is by the left. He updates that position that you just heard after failed presidential candidate Hillary Clinton had also endorsed the idea yesterday in an interview. She said, I personally believe the Democrats should take a great breath and risk lifting the filibuster for constitutional issues at least. Abortion and voting rights is two of the ones that should be examined. So today he told reporters when asked if he's the best messenger on the issue, yeah, I am. I am the President of the United States of America. 
Listen, I carry more weight when I say I'm the Cafe Napoli ambassador than he says I'm the President of the United States of America. Don't laugh. I'm not that far off of the truth. He went on to say, I am the President of the United States of America. That makes me the best messenger. I'm the only president they got. Well, I'm the only Cafe Napoli ambassador. Does that make me better? <laughs> so now he got pushed into that corner, and he quickly thought, you know, I got, I got to, I got to do something. I got to get out there. And he absolutely dared step out on foreign soil, but not just to talk to reporters, but to criticize two branches of our American government, our Supreme Court. And, of course, the Senate. Oh, he hastily ended his press conference, turning his back as reporters started shouting questions. He said, oh, that's, uh, that's kind of it, guys, trying to wrap it up. Multiple qu- reporters still trying to ask questions. And Biden said, there's no such thing as a quick one. I'm out of here. And walked away. Pretty much like his normal exit. And when he began questions... He said, I'll be happy to take your questions. The first question I'm told is Darlene Superville from the Associated Press. In other words, question and answer portion reading off a piece of paper who we'd call on. Typical, typical. Well, the other ruling coming out of the court today was the EPA ruling. And what does that mean for climate change in the U.S. and around the globe? An ABC reporter, Terry Moran, will explain. USA. Larry Connors, USA. The court sharply limited the ability, the authority of the government, the EPA, to limit climate uh, greenhouse gas emissions. And they did so because they said uh, that that question, as it was addressed in the Obama administration, which set up a cap and trade policy trying to limit climate change emissions, that that is the kind of question that is so large, affects so much of the American economy, that it requires Congress to address it and not an agency of the executive branch. And that not only will affect climate change in a major way, but it will also have ripple effects right through the federal government, because this is a landmark opinion saying, uh, reviving the notion that on big, big questions of national policy, the national legislature, Congress, must make the law and the agencies execute it. That's exactly the way it should be. That's why we have a Constitution. This was the West Virginia case versus EPA. The EPA was trying basically to regulate climate change, setting limits on how the agency can deal with power plants. Well, in a 6-3 decision, the majority ruled Congress did not have authority for the EPA to induce a shift to cleaner energy sources using the approach that Obama wanted to do. The majority wrote Congress did not grant EPA the authority to devise emissions caps 
based on the generation-shifting approach. It was split along ideological lines. Conservative justices obviously voting to restrict the EPA power because it, it should come from Congress, as it states in the Constitution, who makes law, Congress, not regulatory agencies. Liberal justices obviously disagreeing. The majority opinion, penned by Chief Justice John Roberts, determined that the Obama administration's use of this uh, effort to move away from carbon-intense coal plants toward more natural gas and renewables did not qualify. He said the plan, which involved regulating the power system as a whole, is an unprecedented view of the EPA authority. So it took a regulatory tool off the table for the Biden administration, which was trying to create its own power plant administration. And, of course, we have seen this administration push for more clean air around the world, shut down our oil and gas, and yet here goes Obama to Saudi Arabia. And let's speak about that for a moment. Let's speak about it a moment for because we have oil and gas shut down in this nation and coal mines that he's trying to close down because he said we got we can't we can't live like that anymore. We gotta go go all green. The rest of the world can do what the hell it wants. And yet whatever we do here will affect the entire globe. Not likely. And at some time, should we go full green when we have everything in place? That's probably a good idea. But we don't have it in place right now. And so that's why you see higher gas prices. Aside from the claim from the White House, it's Putin's fault. One New York Times reporter asked the president, while he was asking, answering questions in Europe, how long is it fair to expect American drivers and drivers around the world to pay a premium for the Ukraine war? And he said, as long as it takes, so Russia cannot, in fact, defeat Ukraine. And he was, would not ask, said he would not, said he would not ask Saudi Arabian leaders to increase their production of oil. said, no, I'm not going to ask them. He said, it's not about Saudi Arabia, it's in Saudi Arabia, so I'm not going there because there's oil, I'm just going to talk to them, and that's where the oil is. Well, just the other day, he was advised Saudi Arabia... And other countries of the Emirates are producing about as much as they can. They can't step it up, but if you take it from them, they're not going to have maybe what they need elsewhere. But he's still going to try. So you're going to have to just pay higher gas prices until Biden decides that, uh, and I don't know, what. whenever, if the Ukraine war ended today, if Putin said, that's it, we're done, we're not going to continue, we'll take what we have, do you think anything good would come out of that for you? Lower prices? <laughs> You're kidding me. Tell me what's good coming out of this statement, this bill, a transgender bill of rights. What's that going to do to your rights? We've got an answer coming up for you. Please stand by. You can email Larry at LarryConnorsUSA at gmail.com. LarryConnorsUSA at gmail.com. Some car dealers might try to take advantage of you. One quick way to spot it, look at the sticker price. Jay Ackerman told me, especially in these times, he wants to reward the generations of buyers and the new customers. 
So Ackerman Toyota sells every car at sticker price. No markup. What you see is what you pay. Ackerman Toyota at Hampton and 44. Ackerman Toyota for life. This is Larry Connors USA. Larry Connors USA. Welcome back. We're waiting to be joined by Terry Schilling, president of the American Principal Project. Now, the American Principal Project is founded to make families, families the most powerful lobby in the U.S. That's their goal anyway. And there's a, a law that the other day, a resolution, I should say, titled Transgender Bill of Rights, which got 89 House Democrats to sign on to it the other day. And, of course, it involves numerous changes to federal law, including policies that would allow biological males to compete in women's sports and to access women's private spaces, prohibit attempts to restrict women from undergoing sex change procedures, to ban any treatment for individuals with gender dysphoria, which aims to make them feel comfortable in their own bodies. In other words, right there on that, just just that one thing. Let's just deal with that for a moment. Any treatment for individuals who have gender dysphoria. In other words, if you have a 13-year-old girl who thinks she's a boy and she's really kind of confused, and if she truly is, then she does, does need some help. But if it's simply just something to be trending and moving forward, they're just not going to do anything to really investigate. They're just going to, let the child make the decision, even if it's against a parent. I want to come back to that in a moment, but we do have uh, Terry Schilling online now. Terry, thanks for joining us. Hey, thanks for having me, Larry. All right, before we get into the Transgender Bill of Rights I was discussing in part before you join us, I've got to get your take on President Biden saying today in Spain that the Senate should carve out an exception to the 60-vote filibuster and overturn the Supreme Court ruling that out that said Roe v. Wade is no longer the law of the land, and he says we will provide an exception to the filibuster and we will codify abortion rights. That's direct hit on the family. Your thoughts? Well, I, frankly, the, the filibuster is in place primarily to protect us from these types of things. These are issues, abortion rights, transgender rights, voting rights, all of that. These are issues that are of such a big impact on the future of America that they require us to build a supermajority. You would never advise a nation that wanted to long, last a long time and be united with each other to pass something as egregious as, as S-1, the For the People Act, the, the, the egregious voter rigging uh, bill that they've, they've been pushing for months. You would never push a transgender rights bill with a 51-vote majority or a 50-50 with Kamala Harris breaking the tie. This is a guy, this president that we have is not a president. He is a divider-in-chief. He's a nasty man. He wants to destroy this country. He, he wants to tear it apart. He doesn't, frankly, I don't even think he knows what he's doing. Well, you know, let's, let's, let's deal with that point. Let's deal with that point. The other day he said, 
Oh, Roe v. Wade, that's bad. It's scandalous. It's a dark day, blah, 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 blah. But there's nothing I can do about it. Well, immediately, immediately, the left began to push him back into a corner and demand, you're the president. you got to do something, either show some spine or get out of the way. And, of course, then Hillary Clinton came out yesterday and said, yeah, I think we should carve out the filibuster for this so Roe v. Wade can be put back into place. In other words, the Supreme Court be damned. That's exactly right. This, this is someone that wants to destroy the country. And, and, and frankly, if you look at the public polling on all these issues, on abortion rights, on, on transgenderism and all of that, the American people are not with Joe Biden on this issue. America, the American people, vast majorities want to restrict abortion access at some point in the pregnancy. It's, most people, actually, 53%, support banning abortion when a fetal heartbeat is detected. And only only 30% of Americans support abortion up until the moment of birth. So what's the agenda here? I think the agenda is they know their time is limited. They know they don't have they won't have power for very much longer. The economy is only doing worse every single day, and they're going to get their butts kicked in the midterm. But so they got but they got between now even if they get butt kicked they've got time between now and January when the new legislators are sworn in to push through packing the court. Uh, maybe trying to codify Roe v. Wade and uh, anything else they want to do, such as your transgender bill of rights. What exactly is this thing other than when I hear transgender bill of rights, it tells me some other folks apparently going to lose their rights. Well, it's actually not a bill of rights. It's a groomer's manifesto. And the reason it's a groomer's manifesto is because it's so focused on children in medicine and children in schools. This would be a transgender bill of rights if it was focused on uh, housing or credit access or or employment. But this goes much further. This actually keeps parents out of the loop. It, it would empower schools to transition children against their parents' knowledge or wishes. It would ban conversion therapy. And what they mean by conversion therapy is talking to children and getting them to feel comfortable in their own bodies. And it would force transgender surgeries and hormone treatments to be uh, practiced all across the country. So this is a nasty groomer manifesto. It doesn't. It's a resolution, to be clear. It doesn't. It, yeah, it's, it, it it's just a resolution, but it's the first step. Now, the Pew Research st- Survey that just came out said uh, Americans in that survey only by a 15-point margin. Uh, am I reading this right? By 15-point margin, they would support laws prohibiting, yeah, prohibiting sex change procedures for minors. That's but, exactly right. But in other words, that's still. In other words, there's still a lot of folks that would all in favor of allowing sex change procedures for minors. Well, listen, that is, we are in polarized times right now. And frankly, we have had decades of brainwashing of the American people for years. Once there's going to be a turning point in the transgender surgery fight for children, and that will come when detransitioners, people that have come to regret their sex changes, come out and start suing the doctors, the professionals, and, and the counselors who have been exploiting them for profit. There's a lot of money being made off of these little kids because they have a lifetime of surgeries and hormone therapies. This, this drug, Lupron, it's made by Abbott Laboratories, AbbVie. They made over $826 million off of the puberty-blocking drug Lupron in 2018 alone. 
there's an industry behind this, and these people are going to be bankrupted in just a few years when the detransitioners well, have it can't happen fast enough if that's the case. And, of course, we have the other part of this, uh, banning biological males from competing in women's sports. That survey found that uh, 41% margin uh, we do support banning biological males from competing. I mean, I love the fact of this uh, vet, thank, thank him or her, whatever at the time serving our country, but this trans skateboarder, be a 29 years old beats a 13 year old girl in competition. I mean, if you're going to look at gender, that's one thing. But does age not account for something? You you can you can argue well you're male or female, but you can't deny the date on which you were born. No, that's this is getting absurd now. And and frankly, the fact that they don't have a majority of voters after the transgender movement has basically taken over. Every American cultural institution, the, the news media is all behind them. The, the, the Hollywood's all behind them. Netflix, Netflix is making entire TV series yeah. with transgender characters. Yeah. They're in cartoons for crying out Disney loud. Disney World. Disney World is grooming kids on this stuff. They have control of everything, and we still have big majorities that oppose their agenda. That tells you that they're wrong. The problem is, as you said, are we going to have to see... The little children grow up to be suffering adults, and I've already heard uh, comments and seen reports from transgenders who say they don't want any part of this. This is not they did what they did because that's what they felt at the time, and right now they think it. They think it's being turned into a circus, and they're being they're being used and abused as uh, proponents for it when they're not really in favor of such widespread open access. Look, we have a short window of time where we can pass laws and legislation to protect kids and stop the bleeding right now. And we're going to take advantage of this. We've gotten over 150 candidates for public office. Many of them are winning, actually, who have already signed our big family pledge where they're committing to banning these sex change operations for, for kids and to protect them from it. So that we're making progress. I, we need to make more progress quicker. And these next two elections give us a major opportunity to do that. And I'm urging everyone to get out and vote. We need to take back the governorships. We need to take back the state legislatures. We're going to spend $12 million this cycle to attack gender transitions for minors as, as, with how exploitative and evil it is. We're going to make these politicians pay a price for supporting it. These All governors right. in these swing states are just terrible. Let's go in the last few seconds. Uh, if they want to reach out to American Principal Projects, how do they do so? It's just AmericanPrinciplesProject.org, or you can sign up and join our big family membership program and help build this political movement at SaveTheFamily.app. All right. Terry Schilling, president of the American Principles Project.org, we thank you very much for joining us, sir. Thanks, Larry. You bet. Coming up to, in Wisconsin, there was a lawsuit against three grade schoolers because they used the wrong pronoun. You see how far some of this has gone? Well, now there's been an update on that story. Oh, and Howard Stern has a potential running mate to be his VP. Stand by. You can connect with Larry on Twitter at USA. The other day, some listeners saw me in Cafe Napoli, and one said, we see you here all the time. (laughs) I said, yes, you do. I am the Cafe Napoli ambassador. Truth is, I've been a Napoli customer for decades, when there was only the Clayton location, then Town & Country, now St. Charles. 
Trust me, you'll enjoy great food, drinks, service. Cafe Napoli, Clayton, Town & Country, Streets of St. Charles. And tell them the Cafe Napoli ambassador sent you. This is Larry Connors USA. Larry Connors USA. So, as I was saying, going into the break, uh, a Wisconsin school district had filed, the school district itself had filed a Title IX sexual harassment lawsuit against three middle school children for mispronouncing another student. That's right. Basically, it came down to the fact that the children, the three eighth-grade boys, were being filed under Title IX for they were using the incorrect pronouns that the student wanted to be called. Well, the development comes as they're going to drop this suit because after a lot of heavy media scrutiny as well, as the Children's Legal Defense from the Wisconsin Institute for Law and Liberty, a letter from the District Board of Education states, over the last several weeks, our school district and community have been greatly impacted by media attention related to complaint involving harassment. Well, by God, thank God, it happened by pressure. They finally caved in, at least so far. And went on to say, as we move forward, we want to acknowledge the strain on our administrators and staff who have simply been criticized for carrying out the function of their job as we set out in district policy. Said the district's position appears to be that once a student informs others of alternate preferred pronouns, any subsequent mispronouncing automatically would constitute punishable sexual harassment under Title IX. That's the way it apparently was being interpreted. So if a boy wanted to be called a girl, a she, a her, and the boy still referred to him as a boy or him, that was wrong and worthy of a lawsuit. Does that not seem a little, just a little extreme? Would you would you grant a little extreme in addition to being Totally stupid. That's how far we're pushing right now. That's what Terry Schilling in our previous segment was talking about, the president of the American Principal Project. They just continue to push, 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 and we don't have any pushback. They're going to walk right over you. you got to push back. That's why I say you have to stand up. Do not let them go after your children like this. Take a firm stand. Well, the Massachusetts House yesterday passed a measure that would protect abortion and gender-affirming care in that blue state. Access to reproductive care services and gender-affirming care service is recognized, declared, secured by the constitutional laws of the Commonwealth. All right. It's being done in that state. That is the way things should be done if it's going to be done. This is, of course, in response to the high court ruling Abortion is not the law of the land. It goes back to the states. Well, the state of, well, I should say the Commonwealth of Massachusetts decides we are going to do it this way. They're fine to do so. They can. And, in fact, the ruling that came down from the court the other day about in New York, 
you used to have to provide an excuse as to why you had to carry a concealed weapon. The high court says, no, you don't. Second Amendment right gives you that right. You don't have to tell the state, I want it because I have to make cash deposits at night, or I want it just because uh, I fear for my life, which is part of your Second Amendment right. So New York State is now seeking to constrain concealed carry as much as possible. They're finalizing legislation to bar concealed carry in all businesses unless they explicitly post on their premises, concealed weapons welcome here. (laughs) Well, again, you can't complain about this. It's back in their state, and that's what their state's going to do with their leadership now. That might change a new leadership. But right now, they're going to do that, and they you cannot complain about them doing it. Perfectly acceptable. You had, In fact, you had to agree, all right, you're doing exactly what the high court said. It's back in the hands of the state, and you're going to say, all right, if we're going to have to allow concealed carry, we can at least block it in our state, in all businesses, unless you post a sign, concealed weapons welcome here. Riddle me this. If someone wants to go in and start a shooting spree in a bar or a shopping mall and there's a sign posted, Concealed welcome Weapons Welcome Here, do you think the shooter might decide, let me go find one where they don't have a bunch of people with guns? Common sense rules the day again, doesn't it? Speaking of common sense brings me to Howard Stern. No, I have no connection. I just thought I'd throw it in there. I always, when I was originally starting this business in radio, I feared that if I said anything, like I'd since heard from Howard Stern long after I'd started, he came on as a shock jock, and the stuff he would say, I thought, I I will lose it. I would never get hired again. I'd be fired, him and, and others that did that. Well, now Howard Stern says, on his Sirius XM, he said, I'm going to run as the President of the United States. I know I'm another white male, but I'm going to I'm gonna do it. One person said I'd be an asset to the ticket. I think I will. And I'm going to bring in my VP, Bradley Cooper. He says, Bradley Cooper, the actor, will bring in the female vote like you wouldn't believe. No word from Cooper if he's going to go along with it. Howard Stern had run previously in 1994 in the New York gubernatorial race. Didn't get through that one. It's New York and Howard Stern. Coming up, the battle to save America from illegals. This is Larry Connors USA. Larry Connors USA.